0: You know, there are times as I prepare for a podcast when I when I feel like going into it, I've got a a pretty good understanding of the topic. And admittedly, there are other times when the content is entirely new. And then there are instances like today in which uh, certain words and phrases resonate as being familiar. But um, I'm well aware I really don't understand the the, uh, legal implications and some of the things that go along with those general topics. And, and frankly, that's what brings us here each week, a chance to talk about things like that. And so let me say welcome back to Chicago's Legal Latte. This is Jim Mitchell. And, and today I'm fortunate to have with me uh, attorney Brian Warren. Brian is an associate at Lavelle Law Limited, and he's agreed to help dissect several very important topics, which uh, I know I don't understand well enough, but uh, probably should, and that's gift and estate taxes. So uh, we're going to try and get a lot in here, Brian. I had a lot to cover. So I want to thank you for being here, and we'll do our best to get through it all. Sounds good, Jim. So I mentioned gift and estate taxes. Are they are they two separate things?
1: Yeah, they're they're two separate taxes, and um, they themselves are separate from from income tax, which is what you know most people are familiar with and, and kind of what they they uh, encounter in their lives. Um, the state tax is is a tax on your right to transfer property at your death, and uh, gift tax is, um, you know, uh, transferring uh, property to someone else while while you're alive um, for less than what it's potentially worth, what its fair market value is. Okay,
0: um, and I think uh, since we've got those definitions, we'll kind of break them up here and kind of work our way through them and and understand what goes with them. Now, when we talk about these type of taxes. Um, does this fall under i r s jurisdiction? Is this sort of a federal tax or are these handled at the state level
1: so um they are federal taxes for sure um there's a federal estate tax and a federal gift tax um and it it, it also these taxes exist on a state level though um they are certainly different in every state uh, illinois for example uh, only has a estate tax it does not have a gift tax
0: hmm,
1: okay. Um, now, on a federal level, then, since it, I wanted to talk about gift
0: taxes here for a moment, and, and uh, that would be a federal item, what what triggers the need to to pay a gift tax, and and then who who pays it?
1: So, what triggers uh, gift tax from being due is there if you gift out fourteen more than fourteen thousand um, dollars to an individual or. If you're married, you can, you know, gift up to twenty-eight thousand, making taking advantage of um, what is called the annual gift tax exclusion uh, for you and your spouse. So once you you gift uh, a value or cash over that amount, that's what incurs a, a gift a federal uh, gift tax filing obligation uh, for a, for a gift tax return. Um,
0: and so and, that um, and I just want to make sure just to be clear is that is you said cash and or any asset of value of that amount is that right correct okay and then uh, and then who who pays so let's let's say I'll use the example of a, a grandparent a grandparent wants to uh to give something to their grandchildren and they you know say I'm going to fund uh their college expenses so here's a check for $25,000 um how does that work from a tax perspective then?
1: Well, it uh, brings up uh, another important point. Uh, certain types of uh, gifts will not uh, count as this kind of federal uh, gift tax exclusion. Hmm. Um, okay. So if you have a, a charitable gift, you're you're gifting to a spouse or... You're gifting uh, for educational expenses, um, you know, such as making a, uh, creating a 529 or funding a 529 uh, plan for a child. Um, so, um, well, scratch that for the 529 plan. That's kind of a different, different aspect. But
0: okay. if you,
1: if you pay directly to an educational institution for tuition, that is not something that uh, counts towards that kind of annual exclusion. Um, and if Gifts of payments uh, for medical expenses, that's apart from this exclusion, too. So uh, this is also something that that needs to be noted is you have something called uh, a gift and estate tax unified credit or uh, exemption. So this is the amount that you can gift during life or at death um, before you even have to worry about paying gift or estate tax. Uh, at the federal level, uh, that's five point three four million dollars uh, per individual, and you know obviously over ten million for for a married couple. and speaking again back to that that fourteen thousand dollar annual exclusion, um, that's the amount that you can gift before you start eating into that credit or exemption,
0: okay. So, so, walk us through a scenario then in which a gift tax um, becomes something that is a factor that uh, a taxpayer has to worry about in terms of any gifting they might do.
1: Sure. Um, so, you know, one scenario could be that you have a grandparent that just wants to give, you know, $40,000 to a grandchild who's, you know, sufficiently old enough maybe to put towards an, an initial residence. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that situation, assuming that the grandparent has, has not otherwise gifted during their lives, um, you're going to look to that $14,000 1st And so $14,000 of that gift doesn't eat into that, that lifetime exclusion, uh, the $5.34 million. And it, that $5.34 million will be uh, reduced by the difference, which would be uh, 26000 in this case so no estate no gift tax is going to be due at that point but um, there's an obligation to file an informational return with the IRS um, and so scenario two let's say that you have um, some some older parents who are were are gifting to their older children uh, and they have a substantial amount of assets say that um, this is um, gifting maybe a, a family business to uh, someone who's going to succeed to that business. Um, if the business is worth 15 million and, it, and it's being gifted to kind of a, a sole child, uh, and uh, we have a married couple, uh, 10 point, uh, 10 point uh, over 10 and a half million of that is going to be. Um, excluded from gift tax but there's going to be gift tax on the the remaining uh four to five million okay um
0: so then i, I want to go back a lot of information as we said at the beginning more than we're going to cover here but just very quickly when you first mentioned um the the smaller amount that there's nothing due for lack of a better term but there's a filing that's required now is that is that something we're just supposed to know or would there be some sort of notice from the IRS? Is there a paper trail here? I mean, how how do we make sure we hold ourselves in compliance around things like that?
1: Well it's it's something that if you do have an accountant, your accountant would certainly advise you of that if you you know, they would ask you if you made any large gifts during the year and they would kind of hone in on those gifts. Um otherwise, um most people, you know, would not I would say necessarily know that and it's uh, depending on what the gift is. The you know the IRS, it might be hard for them to kind of ascertain that. Also, um, people who are kind of making those those smaller than fourteen or over fourteen thousand dollar gifts, if if they don't have particularly uh, a large number of assets, it's um, it's unlikely that there's going to be probably any repercussions. Okay
0: um we're, we're talking to Brian Warren today of Lavelle Law um Brian is an attorney with the firm and, and we're getting some details on gift and estate taxes um clearly we're not going to get to uh, the entirety of this topic today because it is a complicated and, and uh, very complex one so let me point you over to lavellelaw.com uh great deal of information there about various practice groups um um, and, and many of them connected to the tax practice area, which the firm was, was kind of founded on. And as you get into estate planning and things of this nature, they, they do all tie together. Um, also on the site, a number of great articles for you to download, uh, all for free, um, some written by Brian, others by the uh, other attorneys at the firm uh, in, in great detail on some of these topics. Um, now, Brian, you, you shared with us an example there of a, uh, a parent who wants to gift, uh, to one of their children, uh, you know, a company, perhaps a business that has, uh, you know, significant value. Uh, you use the example of it being gifted, and I, I may take us on the wrong path here. So, so bring me back if I do. But in theory, could they have not put that into part of their estate plan, had a succession plan, and would that would that be treated differently then than doing the business if it were sort of planned as a part of a transition?
1: So. Um... Certainly, uh, depending on the, the type of business, uh, a parent would not outright gift, you know, their interest in the business to the child. Is especially where it's worth more than their uh, their combined uh, exclusion is going to be. So there there would be uh, additional planning there to um, kind of pass discounted interests uh, to a child uh, potentially uh, if it's a real estate uh, business. Uh, Those assets might be held in an LLC and and gifted over time to the child. Um, Mm -hmm. This is uh, something that kind of integrates a couple different practice groups. Uh, When we when we gift interests, we might work closely with uh, a corporate attorney, for example. Okay,
0: and and we've talked about an accountant certainly
1: is a very important part of this picture
0: yeah always, always for sure. Um, <laughs> we, we've been talking about gift taxes here, and I know we're getting late on time. Tell me about estate taxes. You mentioned that that's something in terms of passing assets after someone has died. how How is that different, and how would that normally be structured?
1: So one one big distinction between gifts and estate taxes is uh, the basis that the person who receives the property takes in it when When you have gift tax, uh, you say you gift you know some shares of stock to someone. Uh, the person who receives that stock is going to have the same basis that you do. So, for example, if you if you bought a share of stock for for ten dollars, you, you gift it over, and the person who you who received it wants to sell it, but it's now worth a hundred dollars. There's going to be ninety dollars worth of uh, taxable capital gains there. Um, the the difference with uh, an estate is a person who receives assets from an estate, who inherits those assets, receives a stepped up basis on the date that a person dies. So when that person passes and the person receives the asset and it's worth, you know, a hundred dollars on a date of death, the person has that hundred dollar basis and if they go around and, and, and you know sell that asset for a hundred dollars, there's gonna be zero taxable gain. Uh, that's one reason why it's it's we recommend that people hold on to those types of uh, appreciated assets to to give them at death, as opposed to uh, during life.
0: Okay, and and um, I, th- I think that was a blunt question I had here. Is it you know is it better to give gifts while I'm alive or, or to wait and you know have them dispersed out of my estate? And it sounds like it you know unless there's an immediate need, from a tax perspective, estate... Um,
1: estate also depends on on the asset. Absolutely. Uh, Mm-hmm. Something like a house, for example, uh, you may have bought it for a lesser amount and it's worth more mm-hmm. and it's better to take advantage of what it may be worth uh, upon your death because certainly there's going to be income tax consequences to a beneficiary otherwise. So some types of assets you can give during life, uh, cash um, and uh, assets of that nature tend to be better things to gift during life and personal property. Okay.
0: And again, this, this sounds like, um, uh, not to scare people off, but everyone we always encourage to have an estate plan. And uh, if there is to be any gifting uh, during, during someone's lifetime, it sounds like it's always good to, to sit with an attorney and a CPA and, and kind of go through the ramifications and make sure that it's being done under the right conditions so that it's it's most advantageous to the recipient. All right, well, we need to uh, wrap things up, and uh, unfortunately, uh, never enough time when, when Brian joins <laughs> us. So I um, certainly want to say thanks, to Brian, for being here. And I think this looks like a, a topic that we're going to want to come back and revisit at some point. Now, if you want to talk to Brian, uh, LavellLaw.com, you can get uh, his profile there and send him an email. And the firm, always available at 847-705-7555. Uh, a lot of information available. Don't hesitate to reach out. And uh, to all of you listening, thanks very much. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at com.